Good morning. It is time to get up with a disaster for the defending champs. Steph Curry, hurt, look bad. We've got the very latest on the shooter's shoulder. It could upend everything. Meanwhile, how about them Cowboys? Scary spot in a trap game before the showdown with Philly. Our crew is putting Dallas on upset alert this Sunday. And then Micah had his say. Now the birds are chirping back. Oh, we've got a war of words between the NFC's two best teams. All that and a whole lot more as we begin the NFL weekend with you starting right now. Delighted to be back on a Thursday. is feeling it today, yeah. big time. Oh, I will tell you one. that. He came in on the blue suit. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy morning, but it begins with terrible news from the NBA. Literally the last thing in the world we needed to see. Uh, the Warriors are off to a rough start on the year. 2-12 and 12 on the road headed to Indiana last night. But the one thing they've got is Steph Curry, who was genuinely playing as well as he ever has. Steph, brilliant last night, knocking down the three, then taking it inside. He had 27 points in the first half, but the half would belong to Indiana. Final seconds of the half. We got a steal, we got a break, we got Tyrese Halliburton knocking down a shot, and the Pacers have a 20-point halftime edge. Third quarter, Warriors had the lead down to 10, and Steph was flat out cooking. Watch him here, the patented step back three, and it's good. And then three minutes later, he has a knack for getting these offensive rebounds. Always in the right place at the right time. Ball finds him. He puts it up and good. He would score 38 midway through the third, but then this happens. Just watch Steph looking for a strip on Jalen Smith. It's a shoulder, and it looked bad in immediate pain. He was ruled out for the night. There'll be an MRI. Warriors would lose, but that's the least of their problems. Steve Kerr, what can you tell us? He's going to get an MRI tomorrow. So, um, you know, he was ruled out, you know, midway through the fourth. Uh, Training staff told me he wasn't going to play the rest of the night. And uh, we'll see. Um, We'll see how he is tomorrow. This has been a, a, a tough uh, start to the season. We're in a tough stretch. I mean, if he's out, it'll for sure get tougher. But um, he's just got to persevere. Uh, oh, by the way, they're 2-13 and 13 on the road now. Since Kevin Durant left, the Warriors have won 61% of their games when Steph plays. They win 26% of their games when he does not. So this could be a massive loss for the defending world champs. Jay Will will be with us bottom of the hour with all of the analysis. Meanwhile, to the NFL, and how about them Cowboys? <laughs> Jerry Jones yesterday at the owners' meetings telling reporters to, quote, stand by on a decision to add Odell Beckham Jr. He actually used the words, stand by. <laughs> He's producing the television show now. OBJ visited the Cowboys last week. Won't be ready to play until mid-January at the earliest. So why does Jerry continue to have interest? He said, quote, Great players make great plays. Great ones make exceptional plays. And so I hope we advance here where a handful of great plays, if I may be arm-waving about it, could be the difference in a world championship. Okay. I thought we had just settled the OBJ thing a week ago, and here's Jerry telling us to stand by. What? <laughs> because he's always selling. If Jerry said, no, we're not interested in that guy, that's less interesting. Right. So he's not going to say the less interesting thing if we've learned anything about Jerry Jones. He's, and look, I, I, I believe that he wants to sign him. I believe that the team's 
you know, football operations people and medical people have said at this time it doesn't make sense and that he listens to those people. But that doesn't mean he doesn't want to sign them. And because he doesn't, he wants to sign them, it could still happen. But what I think what he's hinting at is hopefully down the road, if they're in the playoffs, it makes some sense he's in a position to help because right now he's not. One way or another, the fact that he actually used the word standby. That's awesome. As a TV person, it made me right? laugh. Stand by. That is literally Coming. a television expression. Yeah. That's where it comes from. And so he's now just producing TV shows. He wants us talking about it. Oh, Jerry, it has been. we have fallen directly <laughs> so, into so your so trap. Far. That said, speaking of traps, mm. the Cowboys have a big game a week from Saturday against yeah. the Philadelphia Eagles. So could their matchup with improved Jacksonville on the road this weekend be a trap game? Let's put the picks up on the screen, Chrissy, and let's see. Oh! oh! Rob Ninkovich likes Jacksonville this weekend. Talk to me, Ninko. Yeah, I just got a feeling, man. I just have this feeling inside. You know, the Cowboys are talking about the Eagles. They're talking about Hurts. They're not really thinking about, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence, who's actually playing really, really good football right now. So, again, not focused on the task at hand. That's the next game that they're about to play. Trevor Lawrence, Hembo hit me with some stats right here. Oh, boy. Over the last five games – Trevor Lawrence has 10 touchdowns and zero interceptions yep. and also has a 72% completion percentage, which is that good? That leads the NFL. Oh, wow. It leads the NFL. So they the last, just, And they just shellacked Tennessee. And they just got Mike after White. Tennessee, which Tennessee, you know, they had the, the running game and they have the, the elite yeah. front and all that stuff. So I, I'm just saying, if you're the Cowboys, if we this whole week would be different. If the, the Texans would have uh, held on to that one yeah. at the end and they didn't win that game, they won it by the skin of their teeth. But that being said, I think Jacksonville is playing good football right now. Their quarterback yeah, is confident, mm-hmm. and he's playing probably the best he ever has. I haven't had a chance to ask you, and I've been looking forward to it all week because yeah. there's been a lot of Cowboy conversation here. And look, I mean, as a good teams sometimes find a way to win games when they don't play their best. Yeah. But there's been a lot of talk about the quarterback. What do we need from Dak Prescott right now for Dallas to be what we want them to be? Well, we, we need him to be a professional. We need him to be a franchise quarterback. He needs to facilitate the offense, take care of the football. You know, he can't turn the ball over. These are all mistakes that will get you beat in a playoff game and definitely get you beat by a team that you're not supposed to lose to. Mm-hmm. You saw that almost was the case last week. You know, Dak Prescott's going to have to prove this is where he earns his money. This is where he shows everybody that, listen, I'm a force multiplier. I'm a guy that when the team isn't playing well, I can pull us out of the depths and get her done. The thing is, he's playing against Sunshine on the other side, who's <laughs> finally starting to figure out the offense under Doug uh, Peterson, and they're really starting to get some good, you know, some good football play out of him. So now you got to ask yourself, like, because now all of a sudden they have life. The worst thing to give a bad team is hope. And all of a sudden they have hope now because Tennessee is yeah. imploding. So now they feel like, hey, they're a dangerous team. You saw Dan Campbell last week. He got nothing to re- – you, you, you can risk anything. He went for a, a fake punt on the 28-yard line. Right. This is the type of football that you're going to face. Teams that have nothing to lose. They have no, you know, no expectations. Yeah. So they're out there playing loose. Meanwhile, Dallas is going to get tight as they always do. That's why Jerry is scary. That's, so you're going to have to score to beat Jacksonville. The way they're playing right now, the receivers they have, Dallas banged up on the back end of the defense. Yeah. They're going to have to score. The thing is, Dallas can score. I mean, they, they can score with anybody in the entire league. And I think we've seen that. Last week, obviously, you know, obviously they should have played better last week. But, you know, you could come off of that, and it could be the lesson that you need, right, to, to get you to not overlook a Jacksonville. So, I think it's – I mean, you know, you have a feeling. I know you have a I feeling. Think, I, I, a week ago, I had a feeling that the Bucks were going to go to San Francisco. And be so that didn't problem, work out for me. The problem is <laughs> when you have a game like the Texans yeah. where they win – 
It's just a little band-aid over the mistake. Oh, you think it, right. it gives them yeah. an excuse? I, no, I, I we think can that get when, away with I, this? I think that when you win those games, those yeah. ones that you're supposed to – and I said this last week, I want to see the Cowboys – absolutely floor the teams that they're supposed to floor that have one or two wins, but no, they let them hang around. You mean around. like they did with the Colts two weeks ago? The Colts? Yeah. That was a two-point game going to the fourth that was, quarter. That was I mean, a little scary. Play off the quarters. What do, they, what do you mean they I killed understand. them? I understand. That's know the what history, they're supposed though. to do. We know Every the history. time they the play last time we, we apply Cowboys. different standards to the Cowboys than we do other teams. The last time they looked they like win more. a championship team was the Minnesota game, and that's a month ago. Now they're going to get a chance to prove it again a week from Saturday, but they better not trip up on the way there. A funny thing can happen on the way. In the meantime, you alluded to it. While the Eagles are talking about their own business, Micah Parsons (laughs) is talking about the Eagles' business. Uh, You saw it already, but we'll show it to you in case you missed it. Tuesday on Von Miller's podcast, Micah Parsons questioned how much Jalen Hurts has to do with the Eagles' success. So I'll play that for you again, and then you need to hear the response we got from Philly. If we look at the Eagles, is it Hurts or the team? I think it's a little bit of both, man. I think it's, <laughs> it's, I think it's, a little, <laughs> it's, it's system and team. Michael Parsons had some comments about your success and whether it was, you know, more attributed to yourself or or team and, and scheme. Curious to, to get your thoughts on that. We're worried about the Bears right now. Yeah, I'm gonna worry about the Chicago Bears this week, man. Uh, worry about this game. Michael should worry about his game this week too. That's just how we focus. Running out of business. We got the Chicago Bears. About the Chicago Michael Parsons. And we just played the clean part of that, by the way, just so you know. So, let's, why are you raising the pinky? What is it you are so proud of right now, Bartholomew? That is passive-aggressive right there. From Listen, who? From both sides. Uh-huh. Listen, this is all the smoke right here. Listen, and that's how football is supposed to be. I don't want to be your friends. I'm so tired of these dudes changing jerseys, pleasant trees, yeah. signing messages, like praying each other. I didn't like other. you, Bart. Choke the hell out of somebody. I don't forget now you. Now we have to work okay, together. about you. You suck and it's about your team. <laughs> I don't care when we play you. I mean, listen, I just hope they don't do this whole roughing the pass and stuff. If you want to play football, let's play football. We need to see some nastiness. <laughs> this is what this rivalry is supposed to be about. Oh, all this patty cake, patty stuff. What happened with the Chargers was a joke. I happen to agree with you, by the way, that I like the little bit of vitriol yeah. here, the back and forth. That's so all. Sick of this oh, old used to be. Yeah. This yeah. sounds like out. you called both teams and said, guys, here's what I want you to do. <laughs> I want your defensive star to rip the other team's quarterback, and then I want the, the other team the, to clearly be upset about yeah. it because we need stuff for the, Thursday morning. The, the, the That's be- what it looks like it happened. The beauty of it, the beauty of it is in the first game, they isolated Michael Parsons, right? They yeah. didn't block him. They made him part of their offense, and they really took advantage of him. So now it's the counter to the counter, and Michael Parsons going to get a, tri- a, a chance to prove that it's about the system and so not him. What, do you so, think, you yeah. think he's saying that because it, it stung, because he's annoyed about how they played him yeah, last time? Did yeah, you see they isolated him. They didn't block him. Yeah. They, they literally are, you know, played off him. So he's right. saying that guy's not better than me. But almost right. everybody like here has laughed at what Micah Parsons says. But you're not laughing. No, because I said this exact same thing last week when I picked Joe Burrow for my MVP. What is listen, this about Jalen Hurts? Listen, Jalen Hurts to me is the most improved player. And that's not disrespectful to him. I put him in my top ten. What I'm saying is he's not the MVP. It's more about the pieces around him. He arguably has the best roster in football because he's on a rookie deal. He's a second-round draft pick. And now you can go out and get luxury pieces. We'll find out what kind of quarterback Hurts is when he starts to lose things. And that usually happens when you get paid and you lose pieces. We saw that happen to Patrick Mahomes. We starting to see this happen to Dak Prescott. That's the true evaluation. But, but you can't – Patrick Mahomes, for example, 
He was picked in the perfect place, went to a great organization that with is a true. great head coach that is true. with great players in place, and his career, boom, took off. He could have easily went well, to the Bears and had no coaching and no offensive line right. and no receivers. We're all products of a Exactly. A so we're all products a, like of bus, where you're placed, certain times, when you're drafted, where you're drafted, round you're drafted. So I would say that Hurts is in a great position for them maximizing his skill set, yes. which is running the football. I mean, the Eagles, over the last two seasons, lead the NFL in rushing. They have 20 touchdowns. And the quarterback's a huge part and the of quarter it. And the quarterback right. is a big part of that because the coaching staff, the organization, management, the, the roster that they built maximizes everybody's potential. And that's what great teams have. Has, yes. has Jalen Hurts, Dan, what you spend most of your time doing is just talking to people yeah. around the league about, about anything and everything. Has he silenced pretty much all of the questions? Do most people yeah. around the league believe that the stuff Micah Parsons is saying no. is now dated? No, look, we, we say this all the time. People hold on to their draft evaluations, right? Like he was a second-round pick. Yeah. Very rarely you don't get guys, oh, we missed on that guy. They, they, you know, they get, they'll wait until something bad happens and say, see, I told you. I, I think – it's not just maximizing his skill set. It's maximizing other stuff about Jalen Hurts. And Dominique Foxworth talked about this on the show earlier this week. It's football intelligence. His ability to be a part of what they do week in, week out in terms of adjusting the game plan. He has shown a lot. I think he is in a great system and in a great situation. But that doesn't automatically mean the situation is carrying him. I do think they're better as a result of, of what he brings to the table than they would have been otherwise with somebody else. Or for instance, still got some meat on his bone, Green. We, I, know I, I, I love the extraordinary skepticism. On the, you have resting skeptical face is what you have. I know. I'm trying to make a point. I'm looking over there going, Bart, we said the same thing about the We'll do more on this as we go. But i got a million things to get to today. Bart, I can't wait to hear your take on this. Is it about to get worse for Tua and the Dolphins? Spoiler alert. Bart thinks it's going to. Belay a fish! And look what the Bills pass rush did to Mike White last week. Is it about to happen to Tua in the snow? Plus, the Giants on the brink of disaster. Can a struggling Saquon save the season in Washington? We've got all the answers on a jam-packed Thursday. Get up on ESPN. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, or you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals. That's dell.com slash deals.
Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Get Up is brought to you by the Santa Clauses. Stream all episodes now only on Disney+. Plus. Right back on Get Up. Let's do some bold predictions for a huge NFL weekend. Ninko, give me a bold pick. I'm going Jared Goff and the Lions score 30-plus on the Jets. So, yeah. 30-plus. So disrespectful, you so expatriate. Hey, I'm just telling you, golf is looking pretty good. The Lions, they got Dan Campbell with a vein coming out of his neck. Sounded like a WWE superstar. Man, I'm going to tell you just what. That was a heck of a win. We were biting kneecaps. We were taking them down from top to bottom. I guarantee we do it every week. I'm Dan Campbell, and my face is red, and I got a big lip in, too. Good. Oh, oh, that was actually great. quite good. Like Graziano, I don't know how he does that. Follow that. Give me a bold prediction. I, I got I got Jeff Saturday and the Colts beating the Vikings. I, I think the Vikings are giving it up on defense like crazy, and the Colts offense coming off the bio, get it going. Jeff said this week he wants to keep the job, and as much as we'd love to have him back here, we're kind of rooting for him. So get, Jeff and the uh, Colts beat the Vikings this week, and I'm not going to do my Jeff Saturday impression because it won't compare to Nico and Dan Campbell. <laughs> Fair enough. Bart, how about you? Give me a bold pick. Well, first of all, uh, Sala would beat Dan Campbell in the wrestling match. I'll take mm-hmm. my guy any day of the weekend twice on Sunday but I tell you what the Dolphins like I said three weeks ago and you all laughed at me will not make the playoffs I said it I told you that when they go to this Mm -hmm. cold weather it's going to make a difference I told you they would lose two games out west with all that travel I told you Tua is going to have to play the varsity he's going to come back down to reality and exactly what I said Barstow Diamonds has been right again look and and now he's got to face he's got two cold weather games coming up this one and then he goes to New England Saturday in Buffalo we're expecting a wind chill temperature about 20 degrees two to four inches (laughs) of snow dude I would take that that's not bad the kid from Hawaii who plays in Miami Tua Tungabai Iloa says he's not worried. Sure. I think for me, um, it's understanding, you know, that could could get many things. Could be snowing, could rain, I don't know. For me, at least, it's a mindset thing. And if I'm too focused and worried about, is it too cold? Can I really grab the ball? Then, I, you know, I would say I'm focused on the wrong things. It'll be hard to, to play that way going down there against a really good team. Right, it's not down there, it's up there. And Tua has never played a game in his career where the temperature was this cold. He's, in fact, 0-3 with his three worst career games when the temperature was below 50. Oh, and I got these two guys laughing because Bart, of course, the Jet and Raven, so you played in the cold. Uh, in New England, you loved it when Miami would come oh, up there late. Tell I me about it. it. So there was one year, I think it was maybe 2010, the Miami Dolphins had to come up to us, right. not down, right? So they came up to New England, and I think it was probably like wind chill around 15, and mm. then zero, and the wind kicked up super cold. So we walk out, 
first series, I'm walking to the huddle, I look over, I look at the offensive line of the Miami Dolphins. They were all like this. <laughs> and I, I said, I looked over, I said, Mayo, these dudes ain't hot today. <laughs> I think it was like 28 nothing we beat them. But Look, I mean, just, a, just an example of like that cold weather. It, it is mental, but guess what? Mentally, you got to be strong for the whole time. And they're in Miami. They got oh, the AC no. on. It's not like zero degrees. <laughs> there's a mental piece to it, and then there's the physical yes. piece to it. I mean, the oh, question it about and they have no it. idea. It yeah. hurts some yeah. fingers. They have no idea. First of all, you can't catch the ball with your body because nope. the shoulder pads are hard, so the plastic stiffens up, so the ball is going to ricochet off your chest. Secondly, the ball is it's made of pigskin. When it gets cold, it gets hard, and the oil comes out, so it gets slick. Well, so those are things. Those are, those are things that you need to know. But also, don't tell me that it's mental when your coach is wearing a shirt saying, I wish it was colder. That doesn't have me notice in your brain. Are we talking about the same team that had heaters on in Los Angeles? Yes. Are you kidding me? Yeah. 55 degrees, you need you need heaters? That's let me know. If you scared, say you scared. I want to see I want to see coach with no jacket on the sidelines. Watch, you're, you're going to get a player that comes with no shirt yeah. like he's tough, but it's all fun and games, yeah. so I hit your ass. Look, and here's the bottom line. And, and, and uh, Dan Graziano, this I'm, is your game this weekend. scared now. And, and you were talking to Josh Allen, you were telling I us did, yeah, earlier. Yesterday. And that it's, it, the mentality is only a small piece of this. Yeah, look, I mean, Josh played at Wyoming, right? And he's played his career in Buffalo, so he has a little bit of experience here. He said, look, it's not my favorite thing, but I know how to do it. And I asked him, like, specifically, playing quarterback, if there's snow on the ground, like snow falling during the game. He said, you know, ball placement has to be a little different. The receivers aren't going to be able to run as fast or jump as high, so you got to trust your throws. Make sure you put it more on their face mask as opposed to leading it. So he, like, you have Tua standing there saying, well, it's all mental. And Josh is going, giving me chapter and verse on like the different things you have to it's do physical. to succeed in the snow. Sounds different. Look, and the reality of it is this. We talk at the beginning of the season. The advantage that the Dolphins have at home in September is real because mm-hmm. teams aren't accustomed to that heat. The disadvantage they face, they play in a division with three Northeastern teams that all had, none of them have dome stadiums. Yep. It's a real deal. And Tua can go a long way. Look, I happen to agree with you guys. But Bart, Tua could go a long way towards silencing the critics if he surprises you and me, candidly, and plays a big game Saturday I just don't know how the body adjusts to going to a 50 degree difference. I don't care if it's up or down. That's 50 degree difference. It's nothing you can do in practice yeah. that can simulate that. You can't turn the AC on. It's not like the Lions right now are coming because they're a dome team. They're going to go practice outside to get used to the acclimate weather because they live in a cold city state. I mean, like a cold city. Right. They, the Dolphins can't do that. And also what happens is you talk about Tyreek Hill coming in with a, uh, a best of ankle. That ground is frozen and the, and the rubber bees gets hard and sticks oh. together. Ooh. It becomes like gravel. You're going to fall down, and you're going to get up, and you're going to have strawberries because your skin is going to be still in the turf. <laughs> that terrible. Uh, well, I just I laugh because I think back to when we would have to go down to Miami and yeah. it was freezing like cold Oregon in New Trail. England, and Bill would put the heat on in the inside the bubble. <laughs> and we walk in, I'd be like, there's degrees. no humidity in here. This is lovely. I love this. We'll practice here all the time. Then you go down to Miami, and you're ripping your pads off. <gasps> you can't breathe. And Chrissy, then the Dolphins are just laughing. Put the pics on the screen. Anybody here buying the Dolphins? Anybody? Uh, no, I don't see. Bart, I don't see it. It's three in a row. Yeah, we'll see. Then they have another trip up. They have to play New England two weeks after this one as well. So if the Dolphins are going to get in off what's been a good season, they're going to earn it. As we continue, Steph Curry was on fire and then he was on ice. How bad is his shoulder injury? How much trouble are the defending champions in? We will answer that question with Jay Will next. Plus, did you hear what Gronk had to say about his old buddy Tom Brady. Could Tampa Tom be headed back 
where it all began. I don't think so, but we'll we can find talk out about what it. Nico thinks. That was a spoiler alert. I don't what know what you, they're doing. What is Nico doing? I, I can figure out what this is. A, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We are back on Get Up, and as we showed you at the top of the program today, potentially huge news from the NBA. Steph Curry is going to have an MRI on his left shoulder today. He was having a great night last night, scored 38 points, but in the third quarter in Indiana, you see him there going for a strip on Jalen Smith, comes up holding the shoulder, and he will have the MRI today. Again, his impact on the floor cannot be overstated. When he's on the floor, they have an offensive efficiency rating that is the best in the sport. When he is off the floor, they have an offensive efficiency rating that is the worst that any team has had since the 10-win 76ers of a generation ago. So he makes that much of a difference. And here's Jay Will who gets it. Look, I mean, we're going to wait for the MRI results today, and we will all hope for the best. But with the loss last night, they fold the 2-13 and 13 on the road anyway. How, on a scale of 1-10, to 10, how much trouble are we in right now in Golden State? I mean, it's 10. You lose the best player in the game of basketball who's averaging 30 points, 50-40-90, by the way, from the field, three-point line, and free-throw line. Yeah. That's a massive loss. And, look, everybody keeps talking about this team is the defending world champions. No, they're not. Last year's team had Gary Payton II, who played a critical defensive role on his team, Otto Porter Jr., who was a Swiss Army Knife. Now you see Steve Kerr trying to put in guys like Ty Jerome, guys like Kuminga, guys like Moses Moody, younger players who are trying to play more pivotal minutes. There's a reason why they're worse defensively this year than last. Absolutely. And it's interesting because sometimes the things we project, we thought, oh, look how great they are. They're going to be fortified for the future with these young players. It's worked out the other way. So let's just say Steph Curry is – 
look, we're hoping for the best. We have no idea what the MRI is going to show. Maybe this is something that he comes back just in a couple of days. But if he is out for any significant period of time, can this team tread water without him? Can they stay in the playoff race? Uh, they can probably fight for a 7-8 seed. I tell you, the, a lot of questions come to that player that you signed for that four-year, $128 million contract in Jordan Poole. Yeah. It's time for Jordan Poole to be that guy that he was during a playoff hunt last year. You need to see that consistently throughout the playoffs. I mean, throughout the regular season right now. So I think barely making the playoffs, but that's how loaded the Western Conference is, frankly. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of good teams out there, and they haven't been one of them this year. The New Orleans Pelicans are the best team in the Western Conference. Right. Like, and I get, look, Phoenix, when they get a lot of their players back, they will be there to contend. But as of right now, the style of basketball that Pelicans are playing, they're playing the best basketball. No, they're legit, and Memphis will be legit when yes. they're all together. And, and if and when Kawhi is playing every day, then the Clippers, I think, have got to be in the conversation to be the team to beat. Who is? Right now. Is Gold, look, I mean, we give Golden State the benefit of the doubt because if he's healthy, they have that guy. Who is going to win the West? Right now, if you had to put your chips on one team, who would it be? I would say the Pelicans. Are going to come out of the West. Well, well, who's going to finish as healthy? I don't know know what's going to happen with CP3 and if he can actually get to the end of a regular season again, if they are doing load management. You know, questions around some of their players as well. So it's a matter of who can remain healthy and get there. But I'm standing by my mark. I do think the Pelicans are playing the best basketball right now than anybody in the Western Conference. Uh, Right now they are, and Zion has played his way into the MVP conversation. Again, we will wait and see if there is word immediately on the MRI to Steph Curry. We will let you know. Thank you. And then, look, we have the Warriors tomorrow night against the Sixers. Don't know if we will see Steph on the floor. We will see Joel Embiid. We'll have them tomorrow in our early game. Then we got Nikola Jokic against LeBron as the Nuggets take on the Lakers. We'll start your night with NBA Countdown 7 Eastern here on ESPN. All right, back to the NFL. Let's play a game called Either Or. Hey, Dan Graziano, who's going to have more rushing yards when the Bears play the Eagles? Uh, Eagles. Jalen Hurts or Justin Fields? I go with Justin Fields. They seem to design more runs for him in Chicago than they do in Philly for Hurts, and I think I would expect the Bears to be playing from behind in this game and doing desperate kinds of things. I would say Justin Fields has more rushing yards. All right, Jets, Lions, Bart, who has more receiving yards? Amon Ross St. Brown or Garrett Wilson? Really, you're going to ask me that? Come on, Garrett <laughs> Wilson, man. He's the main target for whoever's behind center for the Jets. You look at you know what Jared Goff's doing. He's spreading the ball around. You know, Just last week alone, you know, DJ Shark led the team in receiving. Right now, it's Garrett Wilson. He's the guy. He's the guy that the offense is built around. It's him in the landslide. All right, and then Ninko as Tampa Bay and Cincinnati go head-to-head. Who throws for more yards, Burrow or Brady? I'm going with Burrow here just as a realist. So you, you look at Burrow and, and where this team is going right now offensively. They're, they're on a roll. They look good. The Bucks, they've been struggling. Um, their defense has not been what we expected them to be. So Joe Burrow, keep it rolling. All right, and, and so we'll see. There was some interesting conversation yesterday that Rob Gronkowski began because why wouldn't he? Uh, he was on Fox News. And they asked him about the possibility of Brady going back to New England next year. And he said, I mean, if Tom really wanted to, I'm sure it would be all open arms to go back to New England. I would just have to say all parties would need to want it. But is the opportunity to go wherever he would love to go. It's Tom Brady. And so, Nico, we turn to you immediately on this. The possibility of Tom Brady. We all talk. Look, I think it feels like a foregone conclusion. (laughs) Brady's not going back to Tampa next year. So we're trying to figure out where to put him. Is New England a reasonable place? I could see him very comfortably sitting in the booth and and just – Right. Talking about football at some point. You right? know, let's let's just let's just talk. You about think football. this is his last year? I do believe so. I do believe so. I think I think that he will he will evaluate this season, look at where he was, what how it went down. It probably is gonna be one of the 
bad seasons that he sure. probably reflects on. Mm. So I could see him easily riding off into the sunset. 375 million reasons why yeah. that he would move on to the booth. And, and a reunion in New England, yet, yes, the fan base would love it. It would be a storybook type fairy the, tale. The, let, let me go through them. Hold on. The, the fans, would they love it or not love it? I think the fans would love it. The Kraft family, love it, not love it. Well, yeah, their pockets would love it. Bill yeah. Belichick, love it, not love it. <laughs> not love it. They don't want that smoke. They get back to the playoffs, and it's been a while. So I, I just think that hell no. They moved on from Tom a few years ago, and they tried to move forward. And if you sign Tom back, you're taking a step backwards because what's he our long-term solution? No. Likely not. Look, no. how would you like to be Mac Jones right now? Oh. And, and you've been coached all year long by Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. <laughs> and now I'm waking up this morning, and I'm hearing Gronk is talking about Tom Brady coming no, back. No, this no kid chance. doesn't get a break. Yeah, no chance. Um, I think the, the best place for him to go is to you know go back home, full circle, right? Go home. That's a beautiful story. I don't think Tom Brady wants to go. Where is home? San Francisco. Okay, to be clear. Uh, yeah. You don't mean New England. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. mean where he grew yeah, up. Yeah, go back home. I think he goes home, and I think he brings the title for his home team. It would be a great year. He'll be there. His family is there. His, I mean, his mom and dad is there. So, to be close, he'll be able to win a game. He, he'll be on a roster that can protect him. He'll be able to just hand the ball off and be carried to a Super Bowl. You know, Dom, Tom has done most of the carrying. He needs his Peyton Manning. It was about the team, and he just held on to the steering wheel type of Super Bowl. Then he could ride off into the sunset. Yeah, and I think he knows that. I think that's part of the reason he left in the first place place and went to that what turned out to be a perfect situation in Tampa the yep. first year, right? So I, I, my question would be, has the situation in New England improved enough over the last three years to make him want to go back? Devontae and I, I think Parker. the answer is probably no, right? I mean, right, you don't have the weapons. Yeah, I mean, the offensive the line, line, I guess, has played a little bit better this year, but... Right, I, I just Matt Jones is screaming at people on the field. Tom Brady is just running around looking yeah, right. for someone Matt to Jones yell at. Jones is frustrated by what's going on with the offense. O- Tom people, Brady yeah. would not look at that and go, "Yeah, I want to be a part of that." Well, you, no, you would say, "Tom, you are the OC." But you, old people Tom, don't. You but, call the shots. You make the play. Old people you, don't get close to retirement and move to Boston. They even <laughs> move out to California or they go down south. Let's be real. Them bones don't really sit real yeah, well in cold that, weather. That's a hard field. Amazing. There. Like, like he's 45. He's going to be 46 next year, and we're talking about legitimately would he play somewhere? And I think there's a real possibility he keeps playing. I, I, I think. No, the, I'm, I, most likely, I'm with you. You but don't want to end this. How way. can you, you don't say it 100? You keep playing. It's going to end some way. I understand that, but I think he envisions. At ending the way Bart is talking about. And, and so he should reside two years he got, ago. He got Trent Williams, man. He's had he's had four opportunities at least to go out on top, and, and he doesn't and want to go out. Do it. Look, he tried to retire. It didn't stick. Uh, he didn't like that. It. Means he does going to go. That pickup line other is way. a mother greenie. I'm telling you, nobody wants to be yelled at by people telling you you're in the wrong line. That's right. Yeah, no, he, he wants to play football. I mean, I, if there's one thing that he has made clear through his actions, the guy wants to play. And I, I guess my question is, if he was to go back to New England, would that be a situation they could win right now? You're in a division with Josh Allen. You're in a conference with Mahomes they, and Burrow and Lamar. They would have to make some more moves. They would. Their offensive line would have to be a little bit more solid. What's he going to? They'd have to have a big-time receiver bring somebody in. So, again, I just don't see that happening. It just doesn't seem If Purdy can beat realistic. you in San Francisco, imagine Look, what Tom Brady can do. It, I mean, I think, Gronk, pressure him. I think Gronk's doing something like what Jerry Jones did earlier in the show, right? Like, yeah, yeah sure, like, that'd be great. Like, uh, sell it. Okay, so, so there's only one way we can finish this. Let's get a one-shot on Ninko, if we can, please. Uh, Ninko, when Rob Gronkowski is asked about Tom Brady's future, oh. how does he respond? Oh, yeah, uh... Tom, oh, he he played anywhere. He played back up backyard football with me the other day. We played football all the time. He called me, yo, yeah, you want to play? Yeah, 
I do. <laughs> we play all day. We play all day. I love it. I played uh, pickleball, too, the other day with him. It was amazing. Yeah. I, think I love it. At the end of the day, Rob Gronkowski, very amusing. Maybe not the source that we're looking for yeah, on yeah. Tom Brady's future. But Probably he's going to have to wait and see. Uh, NCAA Women's Volleyball Semifinals coming your way on ESPN and the ESPN app tonight. San Diego, Texas in the first matchup, followed by Pittsburgh and Louisville. Should be a great night in Omaha tonight. You'll see it all on ESPN. Coming up, hey, Bart, did Robert Sala just put Mike White on notice? Oof, uh-oh. Did Sunday just become a must-win for the Oof. Jets' erstwhile quarterback? We'll explain what we mean next. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. Oh. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Back on Get Up with sneaky big news. Chats quarterback Mike White was limited at practice yesterday due to a rib injury that he suffered with one of these several huge hits that he took in the game last week in Buffalo. Coach Robert Sala announcing Zach Wilson has been elevated to number two on the depth chart. We're in the business of developing guys, and so obviously I've said it before, this is Mike White's opportunity, and he's attacking the heck out of the opportunity, and he's doing a great job with it. But at the same time, we've still got to make sure that we're doing everything we can to, to, to develop Zach in the way we know, to a spot where we know he's capable of getting to. Now, it's been a weird year for the Jets because everyone keeps telling me that no matter what happens, they can't play Zach Wilson. They are 5-2 and two in games that he starts. I know he hasn't been lighting it up, but they have won the games that he has played for the most part. White, meanwhile, has a losing record, but he's throwing for over 300 yards a game, and the world has fallen in love. No one is closer to the situation than you are, Bart Scott. So I have people wondering and sending me notes saying the fact that they elevate Zach Wilson to where he will have a uniform on this weekend, does it suggest that there is pressure on Mike White to win what is a monster game against the Lions? Zero. Why? Mike White has been winning from losing. Like, what he did, that courageous effort, that wins the locker room over. That wins an organization over. He could have he did what was in his best interest. You talk about a rib injury, you talk about every time you throw, you move, you breathe, the pain, and he went out there not once, not twice. I thought he was Michael Myers. I thought he was dead two or three times. And, you know, <laughs> what really I think what, what <laughs> watching um, Zach Wilson be elevated is about you don't know if he's going to be able to make the game. And Joe Flacco went in and he looked like a deuce in the court 
water that needs to be warmed up 20 to 30 minutes before you even attempt to put it in dry. Yeah. So you have to have, if Mike White goes down, a quarterback that can protect himself oh. with his athleticism. Right, that's how you win the locker room over. You know what happens on Monday? You know what I'm saying? When he walks in with the punters, you tell him, hey, Mike White, you come hang with the cool kids. And the punters start coming on, you say, hey, man, take y'all ass over there. Everybody, <laughs> nobody talking, so, y'all. You know what I'm saying? So Mike White let Mike White sit with the linebacker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can come here with the linebacker. You punters, y'all keep going. That's nobody fair talking, y'all. At the bottom line, does he need to <laughs> win a game? Bullies. I understand. Like he, play, he played pretty well against well, Buffalo. Look at, look at he played pretty though. well against Minnesota. But they keep losing these games. And at some point, Zach Wilson is still the second pick in last year's well, draft. Well, that's not a him problem. You got to understand, Mike White gives them the best chance to win this year. Maybe Zach Wilson could be the quarterback in the future, but this is Mike White's opportunity. He's a free agent, I believe, at the end of this season. So, you know, if, if, if not, you know, you use him as a chip. If you believe that Zach Wilson can improve in the offseason, you got to go out and get a quality backup. You, you let Mike White, you know, go somewhere and find it if he can if he'll be a star for one of these teams. Nico, how about it? What are you seeing here? I, like Bart's saying, to win over the locker room, when you see a quarterback go through that, like the toughness aspect of it and stay out there, he didn't go back in the locker room and just stay in the locker room. He easily could have after yeah. the first one. So, again, that toughness aspect of it, I don't believe that if the Jets lose this game that he will not continue to be the starting quarterback. I don't think his job's in jeopardy at all. That said, this game, in, you could almost suggest it is a playoff a game. Limit. Hembo and I actually ran the simulations yesterday. We could put the picks up on the screen as the Lions come play the Jets this weekend. Um, we put the picks up on the screen. Uh, excuse me. We, we, we ran the simulations yesterday. The winner of this game has an excellent chance of making the playoffs, mm-hmm. and the loser of this game is in significant jeopardy of missing out. What are you hearing from people about the Mike White, Zach Wilson of it all? Yeah, look, they elevate Wilson to the number two. I think this is more about Joe Flacco than it is about Mike White. Right? Yeah. Like I don't. I think they feel more comfortable right now if something were to happen to Mike White, which you know, he's currently hurt. Right? right. I mean, there's at least some chance. I think he'll play, but there's at least some chance that he won't be able to play, won't be able to finish the game. And you you need to know who your most tenable backup option is. And right now they feel like that is Zach Wilson. So no, I don't think Mike White's in jeopardy of losing his job if he loses the game. I think if he gets hurt. They need, to, they need to have somebody in there that they feel better about than they did last week uh, with Flacco. So I, th- I think that's what it is. I think White probably takes this to the end of the season, like unless he just starts playing like untenably poor football. But I don't think that's in the cards for him. And does that mean, does that suggest that we have seen the last of Zach Wilson with the Jets? Does he wind up, is, is that it? I mean, because if so, that's going to be one of the really terrible draft picks that we have oh, ever yeah. seen. You mean like Sam Darnold? I mean, no, 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 not at all, man. No, I'm just, Sam I'm just Darnold playing. was a thousand times better than Zach Wilson was under much lesser circumstances. Well, I, I just believe that, you know, you don't give up on talent. If you believe your, your evaluation, you know, from your scouts, then you give him at least one more year. He's going to get at least three years before you make that decision because they're far from having to figure out they have to pick up an option on him at all. And, Nico, you think that the Lions, who have been playing great offensive yeah. football, come into a cold-weather situation against a really good Jets defense I, and I put a bunch of points up? I think the momentum is in the Lions' favor, yeah. especially with the Jets. You look at their quarterback position, definitely wounded. And whoever they walk out there, I don't care if it's Wilson, if it's Flacco, the, the quarterback position for the Jets is at, is at a really tough per- point right now considering right. your starting quarterback just got beat up, has a rib injury. Flacco is basically – but retired on the sidelines. Yes, that's correct. And, and, and then your first-round pick has lost the locker room. Yeah. So, but, again, I think the Lions, the way that they're playing, the way golf is playing, 
I really think they're going to be right now. I don't get it done in any dome. I like the Lions against anybody in any warm weather situation. We'll see what they do outside in the cold. In the meantime, another monster game this weekend. We got playoff games all over the place. Since it's Throwback Thursday, let's kick it all the way back to 11 days ago when the Commanders (laughs) and Giants played to a tie in the Meadowlands. They meet again on Sunday night, and the numbers say Saquon Barkley will be the X factor. In this game, he has been all year long. The Giants started 7-2. Saquon was averaging over 100 yards a game. That led the entire NFL. During their four-game winless streak, his rushing is down over 60%. His carries down from 22 to 13. Is this a Saquon game for the Giants on Sunday night? Can he carry them to a win? I don't think he can because everybody knows that it's a Saquon type of day or Daniel Jones type of day because they don't have the weapons on the outside. Their best receiver hasn't showed up in Kenny Galladay, and they traded Kandarius Tony. Robinson's hurt. So now it's just like it's a battle of attrition. And I just believe they don't have enough to, to compete with, with uh, the commanders, who I believe are the better team, have the better roster right now, better offense. You look at their receivers and Samuels McLaren. Heineke is much like Mike White. The team responds to him. He's a quarterback for them. They, they respond to him. So I think they're the better team, and I think they get the victory. How about Saquon? Can Saquon uh, – we're getting late in this season. He's getting worn down. Overused. Well, other teams know what to do. It's to stop him. Saquon has 293 touches on the season. Mm-hmm. Nobody else even has 50 in the, in, the, in the skill position. So, with that, they knew coming into the season he was going to have to be the workhorse. And he did a great job early in the season. But guess what? You wear down, you wear out. And other teams are preparing to stop one person. There's no other help. So, with that being the case, it's going to be tough. And, and I don't see anything you know, going in the right direction at this point as the season progresses. And Graziano, how, how about the potential for evaluation here? Because this yeah. is a Giants team that, that certainly over, has overachieved. Whatever, if they lose yes. out the rest of their games, they overachieved this season. But there's a lot of evaluating going on because this is year one of a rebuild in which they started out 7-2, and two, which sometimes uh, makes, makes the whole situation feel a little different. But that's right. what they really are. So what is at stake here for Saquon, for Daniel Jones and others in this game? I, I I think, look, I, I think Saquon and Daniel Jones have shown the Giants this year what they wanted to see, right? Like, they, you're not, if Daniel Jones guts out a tough win here on, on Sunday night, the Giants aren't going to be surprised because they've seen him gut out tough wins for them earlier this year. They, they believe, they know what he is, right? There's, and I think going forward, he's going to be a free agent. There's probably a number for them that they feel good about with Daniel Jones contract-wise, and if, it's, if he wants more than that, he probably goes somewhere else. With Saquon, a little bit different because, you know, he's got the superstar potential that they've seen. He can carry a team. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see that contract situation. But I don't think either one of them has anything to prove Sunday night. I think they have have been the thing that the team can count on all year. I think this is a team that obviously has to build up all the other areas of the roster in the offseason. The question is whether these guys will be around to build around or if they have to replace them. Too. Very quickly, let me put the picks up on the screen here uh, because they played each other. I don't know if any is in a So, Dan Graziano is yeah, predicting yeah. another tie. Sure, why not? For the record, it has happened before. 1923 See? Wow. is the last time two teams tied each other twice in a three-week we span. Doing. So, it is, that's correct. It happened 99 years ago. <laughs> I don't Commanders, think winner of this game is probably going to the playoffs right. and you're telling us the Commanders are the better team. Yeah, they're a better team, better roster, a healthier team. I think it's a battle of attrition. And, you know, you got to get concerned whenever you think about Saquon Barkley getting close to that 400 carry number. Back in the day when I played, that was the kiss of death for any running back to carry 400 yards because the next season they weren't, you know, good. We think about DeMarco Murray more than anybody yep. else in recent oh, yeah. years. So, you know, you, you worry about Daniel Jones has to win just to be able to say, hey, that he can win and gut out a, a, you know, a, a playoff win. 
that'll go a long way in that organization to try and see if he should be the quarterback in the future, if not rebuild. Game like this tell you something? If, if you, you watch Daniel Jones go out and play a big game, does it make a big difference to you? No, I think that Daniel Jones at this point, you've had enough evaluation to understand from the start of OTA's minicamp, training camp, to the regular season, he is what he is. Now, what they want their team to look like is definitely going to change. I think a day ball coach team isn't a run-first offensive system. Mm -hmm. Considering where he came from, he wants to have more of a passing attack, which would mean adding a receiver or somebody that could attack down the field, which at the end of the day, that's what modern football is. It's a spread offense that wants to throw the football down the Mm -hmm. field, not hand it off 400 times. And the question is, is Daniel Jones the guy they're going to want to do that? Maybe Sunday night he'll be auditioning for his coaching staff and all the others. We'll find out. Huge game. Monster weekend coming up. As we continue in a moment, how about them Cowboys? Scary spot in a trap game before the showdown with Philly, and one member of our crew has them on upset alert this Sunday. You'll hear who and why next. It's Get Up on ESPN.